Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeart Radio app. On the radio, one till four, and then after four o'clock, John and Ken on demand the podcast. You can listen to what you missed. Yeah, and use the iHeartRadio app to connect to our moist line, which comes back tomorrow. Still accepting calls that might be played. Uh, use the app with the microphone icon or call the toll free number 1 877 Moist 86, 1 877 664 7886. The next hour, we're going to have John Manley on the show, of course, with the law firm that has done a lot representing victims of uh, sex abuse. And this will be about the USC gynecologist, George Tyndall, who may have sexually abused thousands of women when he was at USC as their gynecologist for way too many years. Looks like they kind of covered up what was the complaints. Anyway, he was found dead, 76 years old, dead in his home. So that's going to end the story. But John and, uh, Manley, some of the victims aren't happy that he's dead. They wanted well, to, well, I don't know what we can do about that. Yeah, but they they wanted to get him in court. Uh, you want to just prop him up on the stand? I think he should be tried anyway, yeah. I think his remains should be tried. Like, uh, what was that fake alive? What's that story we did last oh, week yeah. where they put the, woman, the poor woman fake in the Fake alive, yes. Make the family think that she was still alive when she had died on the operating table. Uh, we're now going to talk about uh, a fascinating story concerning our continued problems with the border. Todd Benzman is the Texas-based Senior National Security Fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies. And his latest book is Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. He's been on our show uh, numerous times, but this time it's a special story that he did about an island 
There is an island in the Rio Grande between Texas and Mexico that apparently is cartel controlled. 170 acres. Looks like it's a bit of a battleground. There are snipers. Uh, he's going to tell us uh, what he has learned about this uh, fascinating story and more proof that the porter is really this, uncontrolled. This is amazing and hard to believe. Todd, thank you for coming on again with us. Uh, great to do. Great to do it again. Happy to be here. What is this about? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, listen, this is it is a fascinating story, and you know, this is really just about another aspect of this border crisis. It's not strictly about, uh, you know, people coming over, uh, foreign nationals pouring over, which they are in incredibly record numbers. But it's also a story about, you know, the Mexican cartels moving drugs and guns and weapons uh, north and south over the border uh, tied to the mass migration because Border Patrol, remember, is off the line trying to process all the immigrants into the country, right? They're rubber stamping, uh, you know, papers for people, and, and they're doing administrative kind of work in these gigantic processing centers can barely keep up, so they take them off the line. And that enables the cartels to move their product through. And so in this case, um, there is an island south uh, in the far southern tip of Texas, near a town called Roma and Fronton, you could look it up on the map or, you know, read my piece in the Daily Mail today. It's got a good map in there um, where uh, nobody knew who owned this island, the Mexicans or the Americans. And, and so if you don't know who owns the island, then, you know, diplomacy prevents you from going on to it without permission of the other side. So neither side would go onto this island. And so the cartels just took advantage of that and they have just owned and controlled this very strategic uh, point to move their dope north. And also some, they started moving immigrants through too and they're absolutely the most vicious cartels that there are. It's CDN, uh, Cartel del Noreste and the Gulf Cartel. And they're right on the other side. They completely occupy the other side. The uh, Mexican government does not occupy that side. They can't go there at all unless it's in full combat, uh, you know, gear. It's a it's it's heavily armed. They have tanks. They have shoulder fired uh, miss, you know, rockets. They've got full, you know, 50 caliber belt fed machine guns over there. And. They put their names on the buildings, even CDN and and, uh, and Gulf Cartel, and those are all snipers' positions, and they fire all the time on Border Patrol in this area, and they shoot. So Texas just decided we're going to figure out who owns this property, and they did, and they figured out it was a Texas property. So they gathered up the Texas Rangers uh, SWAT teams, their special response teams, uh, you know, gunned them all up, armed them up, and went in and, and seized the island on Monday, took it from the cartel. Uh, and now they are um, they are bulldozing all of the, uh, the brush that was used as cover, and they're going to be putting bunkers in and occupying this land for the foreseeable future. They'll be out there for weeks doing this. It's a, it's a huge island, you know, so they're going to be doing a lot of, um, you know, ground, you know, work out there for fortifications, barbed was, wire. 
Yeah, Todd, yeah. it was a relatively peaceful takeover. There was no bloodshed. Right. There was nothing happened. Um, but on this in this case, because uh, in part they they broadcast to the cartels on the other side. They made sure that the cartels on the other so- side uh, knew that there would be a lot of firepower uh, brought to to the island by the Texans. Uh, so. It, you know, it, it's just really through force of arms, through threat, force of arms. This is unusual because usually, you know, Texas is down there in force, but they're they're usually opposing just like regular immigrants, economic immigrants who are coming through, trying to block them and keep them in the river. Uh, but it's pretty rare that they go right up against, you know, one of the worst, heaviest armed paramilitaries in Mexico like this and just say you know bring it so the cartel soldiers simply uh just fled and went back to mainland mexico i don't know what they did oh yeah yeah for sure there were none on the island so Uh, there was no no resistance at all there was no resistance uh but you know the the problem there is that you know they are all over the other side there's no question at all uh, that they are on the other side, and the other side is, has a, is elevated bluffs. So they have a tactical advantage, and there are a lot of buildings and sniper nests over on that side. So whatever the Texans do as they occupy this thing over time, uh, they're going to be exposed to fire on the other side. They will be. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, um, you know, there'd be, we start seeing attacks or, you know, something happens over there, uh, you know, to, to you know, try to um, harass the, the Texas force on this island. But we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll just be intimidated and, and sort of go move somewhere else. Uh, when do you think they took very... this island? How long do you think they've had it? The cartels? Yeah. Oh, at least at least uh, 10 or 15 years ago. They have been, they have, you know, had a reign of terror in this area for long long time years and years nobody would go in there and take care of it because nobody first nobody knew who owned it number one and number two there's traditionally i mean historically been a reluctance by border patrol you know the feds or texas dps to really you know um provoke those guys over there because they they are they are equipped with military grade weapons over there on that side, and so nobody really wanted to have a big incident where there's like dead troopers or dead Mexicans, and maybe they hit the wrong guy or a kid or who knows. And so they would shy away from these kind of areas normally. What did they use the so, island for uh, in terms of the drug operation? Well, they used it several ways. For one thing. Um, when, you know, so the, the cartels are battling between themselves right now over the island for, for months, they've been just having pitched gun battles with everything throwing at each other. You can see the bullet marks on the buildings over there. And when one side starts to get the upper hand militarily, the other side might, uh, run and, across the river and take refuge on that island. If the Mexican military 
gets involved, which they do, it's usually it's often three three ways. So the two cartels go after each other, and then the Mexican military will come in and try to quell it. And when they do, the Mexican military uh, doesn't feel like it's a it's able to go over to that island in pursuit because they don't know if it's Texas, if it's a Texas island or their island. So it's used a lot like that. And then, and nobody um, ever the, did a survey until now. Yeah, the Texas Land Commissioner did finally did a survey. Yeah, now they did, but all these years. Yeah. Yeah, all these years. There's a lot of islands like that, that over the years, everybody just kind of forgot who owns them. <laughs> you know, these river islands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a, uh, just an interesting part of the, the whole border uh, crisis, in my opinion, you know, that it's not strictly about these thousands and thousands of economic migrants coming in and giving themselves up. It's There's a lot of other stuff going on down there that could be quelled, but... One of the reasons that Texas went in there is because there's no there used to be at least some border patrol out there where, you know, they they'd have car chases. I mean, there was something. But lately, uh, you know, the border patrol's all busy doing the processing and Texas just is filling the gap here. Yeah, what's going on. Wow. Todd, thank you so much. People can read more about this at the Daily Mail. Well, Todd wrote the story about this island. We appreciate talking to you again. Great to be here. Thank you. All right, Todd Bensman, uh, Texas-based Senior National Security Fellow, Center for Immigration Studies, and again, his latest book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. And his story today is about an island that apparently is a part of Texas, but was, uh, well, until recently, uh, the cartels occupied it. Uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, well, we were just talking to Todd Bensman from the Center for Immigration Studies about this island between Texas and Mexico and the Rio Grande that apparently until recently, he said 10, 15 years, controlled by the cartels. It's a nice little base of operations, but uh, apparently Texas went in there and uh, evicted them from the island. Now, connected to this, because we're talking about the importance of that island, too, is the drug trade, maybe more than the migrant trade. There's a story going around that banners have been appearing in one of the headquarter cities for one of the big cartels, Sinaloa, that are banning the production of fentanyl. And supposedly it's signed by Los Chapitos. You know who Los Chapitos is, John? Sons of Chapo. El Chapo's sons, yes. Four of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman's sons who control a powerful faction of the cartel. Now, one of those sons is actually in U.S. custody. He was extradited on drug charges. The sign bans the production, transportation, and sale of fentanyl in the city because of, quote, the government's failure to investigate the real ones to blame for the epidemic. Other people who have been talked to about this say, really what this is, is the cartel saying, this is our thing. You produce fentanyl, we're coming after you. So it's banning the production of fentanyl by anyone other than people inside the cartel, you see. Oh, that's, that's that the seems band. to be the real. Yeah, that uh, looks to be yeah, the yeah. real. I, I didn't believe this story when it came out. It made no sense. I know, like it, they got a conscience. Oh, made, fentanyl's really bad. Yeah. We we shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. We've realized. Well, because the sign actually did say we have never liked the fentanyl business, but we think that people think that's just they, BS. These people have killed thousands and thousands. They killed their own. They killed the people in their in, in the other cartels. 
Yes. They kill innocent citizens. They kill police. They kill military. They kill uh, candidates for office. They kill journalists. Stop. Oh, you know, maybe we're going down the wrong track here all these years. Get out of here. Chapo's sons have been accused of actually testing their fentanyl on humans. I guess the latest formula to see how it works on people and <laughs> testing it. What? What's what that story we heard about Skid Row the other day? People were putting in rat poison and stuff like that into some of the drugs. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You could do also. You could do on of, the street uh, testing. Sure. Yeah, to see if it's potent. Uh, if it's got no. some new addictive. Oh, look character. at that! He's uh, had a seizure and died. Oh, it was too yeah, much. That may not be too good because then he's not a repeat customer. You see. You, know, you, don't was, wanna, you don't want to kill the users because that, you want them well, to come back and keep buying. That was another thing I, I wondered about. This was so deadly, the way they were mixing it. And so it's the first time they they created a drug where casual use could kill you instantly, and there was a lot of it. And I'm thinking, well, I thought you want to string them out, like with heroin, right? You could, you could take heroin for the rest of your life if you're well, careful not, about the dosage. That's the things I never understood, that a very, 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 very tiny amount of fentanyl could kill you, yet we have all these people using fentanyl. Are they, are they ingesting very, 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 very tiny amounts? I don't know. I, it's supposed to be just a few grains. I mean, I mean people are dying. They're ODing yeah, fentanyl. Yeah, I, mean, I know. They call it poisoning. But way more are taking it than are dying. It's, it's, I, that's what I think, right? They continue to take it, so they must be taking it in smaller amounts, but just enough to keep you really addicted. By the way, Chapo's sons, and I enjoyed this part in this story, they've also been accused of feeding their victims to tigers. That's uh, one way to, <laughs> in, in addition to like hanging right. heads yeah. up on. Yeah, right, bridges. hanging heads on lamp poles. Oh, remember they would slice people's faces off and hang the collapsed face on the, yeah. uh, on the lampstands? Heads on a stick. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah, faces on a stick. All right, when we return, well... We're going to go to the airline industry for this story. Alex Stone is covering this yeah, ABC this News. Scary. Uh, this could, is really uh, scary. your next flight on one of the major airlines fall out of the sky? Mm -hmm. This is dealing with aircraft parts, which may have fake certifications behind them. Unapproved parts. That's next. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one to four. And then after four o'clock, Johnny can on demand the podcast. I will be talking about the dead, dirty gynecologist after three o'clock, George Tyndall, who, of course, was facing charges dealing with him sexually abusing many women in his time as the chief student gynecologist at the clinic there at USC was found dead. So we'll get into all of that with John Manley, who represented many of the women making these claims against the school and George Tyndall. Coming up after 3 o'clock on the John and Ken Show. Well, All right, well, are planes going to fall out of the skies? Is that what we're asking? Yeah, they found uh, 126 engines in planes around the world with unapproved parts in them. Fake hmm. certifications. The hell? And so now... Uh, <laughs> Fake certifications. Yeah, right. So now the airlines are now grounding some of their planes and removing these fake uncertified parts. Alex Stone, ABC News, has more. Hey there, guys. Yeah, so uh, anything that goes on a commercial airplane has to be approved by the FAA. I mean, down to every nut and bolt, every light bulb, every coffee pot, carpeting, to make sure that the stuff is inflammable, that the metals are real and pure and not going to melt down or blow apart and so that the allegation here that is becoming known today is that there is a a tiny company in the uk called aog technics with like no presence this is like a guy in his basement that even had uh on their website fake executive stock photos showing executives of the company but somehow was able to get into the supply chain world of the airline industry and provide parts and has allegedly been selling parts with fake documents claiming that they're real and that they're authenticated uh, by the FAA and other uh, uh, aviation authorities around the world. So you could call it knockoffs that he was selling, fakes, unapproved. They don't really know where this stuff was coming from. And they ended up in planes all over the world, 126, including United, Delta, American, Southwest, mainly nuts and bolts for GE engines, but... Southwest said uh, it had turbine blades that it bought from AOG. They've all been uh, racing to take them off their planes. They were not approved for flight. Where they came from, they don't know. Did you know? Did AOG 
hire somebody in China to make these things, or were they getting them from somewhere else? They believe some of them were used, like turbine blades being sold as new at the end of their life, and then sold as as new and and given to to airlines, sold to airlines, but really they were old. Was AOG a, a respected, recognized supplier? Yeah, not really. <laughs> it was just a supplier in the chain, and that's the but, thing. But where, they've been around. They've been doing this kind of work. They've been around, but it's not a company that that most people would know from. Uh, you know, just by saying their name, United's former CEO Oscar Munoz, he was saying, "Look, this is an issue in the industry that you don't just buy as an airline from the supplier." That supplier bought it from another supplier to another supplier to another supplier. You know, it goes down the chain. And if you've got somebody low down who, yeah, may be operating out of a basement, selling to one supplier, and then they keep selling it to bigger and bigger guys, that as long as that documentation is there, nobody would really know. Now, it's been described as like going on Amazon and buying a cell phone charger that comes from China that it's not authorized by Apple, but does it work? Yeah, maybe it's going to light on fire, but, you know, I mean, we've all done that where you go, oh, I need a cell phone charger, and you know it's not really Apple certified, but but it comes. Same kind of thing. These nuts and bolts worked. They don't own any planes that had any problems because of them, but at the same time that they don't know who made them or where or what they were made with, and uh, the, so the U.K. is investigating this company right now. How did this come to light, do we know? Well, it's a good question. So Bloomberg, uh, they investigated and did a lot of the, the dirty work on trying to put the pieces together, but where in the industry they started to question this isn't really clear. There is a lot that we don't know yet of who this guy was. He apparently, of AOG, the probably one employee of it, the, the owner and employee of it, has gone off the grid. We don't know if he's talking to investigators oh, in the so, U.K., but he uh, won't talk to reporters. So he's this, gone. Was, this was like a, a, almost like a criminal enterprise from That's, top to bottom, yeah, right? It appears to be the he's way it's going. He's disappeared. They had fake executive <laughs> photos online, so this really was yeah, a scam. Yeah, these are fake documents. That company. is a crime in every country where those engines well, were running, whether they were in the, the U.S. It, or at first I thought maybe this was a regular supplier and they got bad parts from other another company. Well, it but, likely did eventually get to that to go to another supplier and then another. But event when it came down to AOG and they sold to you know then they sold it on up the chain. That that no, uh, it, the allegation here is that they were faking these documents and wow. making them seem authentic and then sending them down. All of the airlines, by the way, say that they have pulled them off their planes. Delta is the only one that says that they are uh, replacing the parts right now to to get them all off, so they're in compliance with the FAA. But it is bringing up this whole. You know, supply chain well, and the way the airline industry works. Not, not, not that you'd, you'd know this, but obviously you can create almost any kind of a fake document with a computer and a printer. Yeah. So I've always wondered how any documents can be considered authentic. Yeah, I believe in the airline industry, though, there's more electronic ways to keep track of, of this stuff. So if it was faked in that way as well. and Oh, like what, the, what, the what they do with money, and, there's holograms. Yeah, and, and where stuff comes from and that, it, you know, you can pull it up in a system and, and know its background. So they got to dig into that. But it is, you know, that we've seen it in the hospital industry where knockoff counterfeit stuff gets into the system. We've seen it in pharmacies in different countries where somehow in the chain of suppliers that something fake is able to get in there and, and be sold as real. So it does happen, but, you know, when you're talking about an industry that's all about safety, that's all about the FAA knowing everything, investigating everything, wanting to know every fiber on that plane, 
that this stuff could just be floating around out there and on airplanes that we're all flying on is you know pretty scary. So this did not affect operations for these airlines much. No, so they've been able to pull these planes down. They were seven thirty sevens and I believe A three twenties as well that were affected by uh, this, and they kind of quietly in the last couple of weeks before anybody knew about it publicly, they were <laughs> able to to get them off of there. All right, Alex, thank you very much for that report. You got it. Thanks, guys. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI about this. Uh... Well, U.S. Airlines have been flying with fake parts on board. <clears throat> they now say they pulled all the fake parts. Wouldn't that be a prank, John, to write that on the side of a plane at the airport? AOG, certified plane. <laughs> this yeah. company that was selling I, parts I guess, that were not certified safe. I guess nobody nobody's checking this stuff. Uh, well, clearly somebody did. It must have been a tip that right. uh, yeah, Bloomberg I mean, into investigating the story. But. Maybe this went on for years. 126 Please. engines around the world were found to have unapproved parts in them. I'm so glad fake I'm flying in a week or so. Huh? I said, I'm so glad I'm flying in you a week You might have a so. plane full of fake parts. Yeah, I know. Oh, there's probably always something that could happen, Deborah, that we're not even aware of. Well, I'm terrified of flying to begin with, and this story is really, like, making me not. And I'm going to wear three masks. <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask, Ken. Are you, are you a basket case on a plane? No, but in my head I am. Oh. Yeah. So, Have a drink, fall asleep, you'll be oh, all right. I am. I will. <laughs> it's an easy way to just <laughs> sedate yourself. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app. Have those special brownies. Uh, Johnny <laughs> Ken. No, I'm not going to get caught in an airport or in a different country with edibles on me. You'll never see me again. Yeah, don't get caught in the Middle East. Yeah, no. I was about to say. <laughs> There's these, you know, there's like, there's like a, a, a non-zero chance that she ends up calling us from prison. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it'll be good for the show. It's it, all about the show. Well, just as long as we're your first call before you call your lawyer. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Quick follow-up on Alex Stone's report about this scam company. Yes, the parts. Airplane uh, parts. Yeah. While we were talking to, to Alex almost at the same moment, Daily Mail has an updated story on it. And this AOG technique supplied parts that had been used in at least 126 planes. And these parts were, were not certified. It's all forged paperwork and nobody knows where they came from. But they have they have tracked down some of the uh, online presence of the company. Uh, for example, on LinkedIn, they have a photo of somebody named Ray Kwong. He's the chief commercial officer. Hmm. And then on another site, uh, there's a factory owner named Wang. And it's the same guy. It's the same photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stock photo of, a, of an Asian businessman. Oh, look at that. Yeah, different aliases. So, so he's Ray Kwong at, at, at one site. He's Wang in the other. And then they have a, um, on LinkedIn, they have a woman named Martina Spencer. Uh, it's a photo of a blonde woman with uh, dark rim glasses, an account manager at AOG. Well, it turns out her same picture appears in an Amazon listing for women's reading glasses. So they, they just cut and pasted these random photos. They had an address that was just a few blocks from Buckingham Palace in a beautiful, gleaming corner office building. But it turns out they just bought a mailing address there for $150 a month. Do we know how many years they were doing this? Uh, they were in this business of selling uh, fake uh, or not certified? Got to be a few years if they ended up in 126... It, oh, it started in uh, 2015 in the UK ah. by somebody named Jose Alejandro Zamora Wairala. And <laughs> they think name. he's a 35-year-old from Venezuela. He has not commented.
Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, it it was it was all it was all fake. He you know he I guess he was scrounging maybe on the internet and coming up with these parts and marketed himself and the airlines uh, bought into it. Well, speaking of fakes, the big story last week was about a U.S. senator from New Jersey named Robert Menendez. They now call him Gold Bar Bob. He's accused, of course, in a major federal indictment of taking bribes, of being corrupt, which included gold bars. In fact, he even Googled how much it was worth. Uh, he apparently, though, really got deep into this because of his relationship with a woman who would become his wife, Nadine Arslanian. Anyway, they met each other after both of them were divorced. And in 2018, they were uh, hot and heavy dating, soon to be married. Well, the latest chapter on this, deep in the indictment, concerns this wife because she killed a guy. In November of 2018, December of 2018, she was uh, driving very fast through the streets, John, of Bogota, New Jersey. You know Bogota? Bogota. A Bogota, right. Yeah, it's not far from my... Uh my town oh is it upper class lower class middle yeah, class or ordinary middle class uh well she told police she did not see a man who had stepped in front of her to cross a busy street richard coop was dead almost instantly his body was thrown to the curb just steps from his home badly mangled new questions are being asked because she did stay it wasn't a hit and run but when police came they gave her rather deferential treatment they did not drug test her. They did not alcohol test her. Oh, I'm sure she played, do you know who I am? Do you know who I'm married to? Or who I'm going to be married to, a U.S. senator. There were reports that she probably did make a few comments. But oh. the reason this story is getting new attention, in addition to the family, was never happy, the Coop family, with what happened here because it just quietly went away. She needed a car so badly after she destroyed the one she was driving that this may have led to one of their first bribes. Uh, there apparently was a New Jersey businessman who provided her with a $60,000 Mercedes convertible in return for getting some help for the treatment of one of his buddies who was being criminally prosecuted. So you see how it works? Yeah. And this may have been one of the first deals, corrupt deals, that this couple, the Menendez couple, worked together. Apparently, she was very impatient to get a replacement car right away. And so they just worked through the channels and realized there was some associate what? of hers what? who needed a little help with for a colleague in dealing with the criminal Wait, case. Was she complaining? It's like, look what, what this guy did to my car. I mean, his yeah. blood's all over my car, this guy. How dare he? Uh, you ran him over? Well, the problem for the victim, and you've pointed this out before. This was later at night. Uh, he was drunk. Uh, he yeah. actually had drug and pot in his body. He apparently, uh, now his life was pretty tough. He was, I think, between jobs, and he spent a lot of time at bars. In fact, one bar he frequented actually dedicated a stool to him after his death. That tells you that he was there a lot. Well, yeah, because, because sober so people... So he may have popped out in front of her. Very but, few sober people get run over by cars. Right. It, it, it's, it's The majority are drunk and, and drugged up. And homeless people stumbling around. I love the way they describe this in the times when Menendez began dating this woman in 2018. People close to him encouraged him to walk away. Concerned that Ms. Menendez, unemployed and fond of flashy jewelry and designer shoes with a mysterious circle of friends, 
had champagne taste on a beer budget. <laughs> so this is what happened to him. He fell in love, and then this woman ensnared him in a number of these bribe plots. She apparently had these associates, uh, some Egyptian Americans. And, and again, in the indictment, it's claiming that Menendez used his power to help the Egyptian government right, well, get some deals. He was getting great sex. Uh, she was international trash and manipulated <laughs> him into uh, giving her a, a flashy lifestyle. Yeah, that appears to be exactly well, what look happened. Look at him. He, he's an old guy who looks like a troll. Yeah, he had, he'd been recently divorced, so he's probably very lonely. Yeah, the perfect mark. Yeah, so she sent multiple texts to this guy named Hannah that she didn't have a car. But two friends, uh, Mr. Menendez and another New Jersey business who was close to Mr. Hannah, Jose Aribe, soon agreed to terms to rectify that. Mr. Menendez agreed to call a senior prosecutor at the New Jersey Attorney General's office to try to pressure him to go easy on an associate of Mr. Uribe. Uribe, in turn, agreed to finance the car. And the text said, all is great. I'm so excited to get a new car next week, Mrs. Ms. Menendez know, texted. You know, sleazy people always have a wide array of sleazy contacts and friends. I know. It's, they, they all find each other. All <laughs> the criminals and grifters of the world, they, they, they connect. They don't even need social media. They just know by looking at one another. All right, when we return, John Manley's coming back on the John and Ken show. Of course, the law firm he's a part of has done quite a job over the years uh, representing people who have been victims of sex abuse, including a number of women who were uh, sexually abused by this former longtime USC campus gynecologist named George Tyndall. The development today is he's dead. He was found dead in his home at age 76. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.